It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 146 of the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. As you can see, I'm joined once again by professional sports better Neil Shah. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Yeah, yeah. Nice to nice to be back. Um, sorry you couldn't get anyone decent this time again. So yeah. filling in, super sub, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> No, mate, it's, it's been a long time since we've done a little episode here. Uh, I've been very, very slack, taking a little bit of a sabbatical, but it's it's beautiful to be back, mate, and I couldn't think of anyone better than yourself to, very kind, to, very to get to get <laughs> back on the on the podcast. It's uh it's an honor and a pleasure, mate. What's been it's probably been, you know, six months probably since the last, you know, Has episode it been that long? Of, oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I suppose it has. Yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been a while. So what's uh, what's been happening, mate? Um, yeah, much the same, really. Just um, just kind of grinding away, um, trying to refine a few things I'm doing. Um, uh, just recently, sort of this week, I've started a kind of um, a tipster group. Um, so again, it's kind of trying to share, so like you know, most of my selections. Um, you know, kind of for people to get an insight of. Um, you know, the, the kind of bets that I'm doing, you know, a little bit of um, education thrown in here or there, and a nice little community, lots of other kind of smart people in there, um, you know, sharing what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, and I'm enjoying that. That's um, um, that's it at the moment. And then hopefully, um, you know, starting a role soon, that's quite exciting. And, um, yeah, trying to see, see what I can do. And just, um, yeah, I think now I've been doing it a while, um kind of moving away from a high volume approach and i think trying to be um a little bit more selective um and more efficient with my time and that's definitely been helpful and something you know sort of trying to re- you know reduce the stress and uh, reduce my hours somewhat as well so that's um i suppose part of the evolution of the journey but yeah no i think things things are going all right how about you yeah, very good, mate. I was going to ask: Are, are we going to are we going to reveal this new role? You're very, uh, very. You weren't really revealing much there. Are we going to are we are we going to do a grand reveal, or are we keeping it a secret? And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. Maybe you know further down the line. I want to see first, like uh, okay, you know, it was a disaster, and I you know I don't last the first day. Then rather not say now. <laughs> Um, and, and you said becoming more selective in your process. Do you think that's is that because you've built your bankroll to a certain point now, where it's not just about like you can you can have fewer bets and still essentially turn over the exact same amount of money? Um, it's a combination. So for for some things, like again, because I kind of set up separate banks for different things. So yeah, a few things that have gone quite well. So I can be a bit more selective. But it's also about uh, marginal gains, really. So um i think kind of uh so yeah for example sort of this year so january and february were sort of a bit of a disaster um so i kind of took a step back and kind of you know looked at everything i was doing and thought okay yeah fine i'm finding value here i'm finding ev here but for the amount of time that it's taking me to do it is it actually worth it how much more is it contributing um and you know how much ultimately how much more profit is it actually going to make so i think part of that is again you know sort of filtering things down kind of cross-referencing things um and sort of going into more depth with, with a few things so again trying to focus a bit more on um you know developing my own models um so really sort of shifting the focus from, you know, where can I be making more profit to kind of, okay, let me improve what I have. Let me sort of reduce the time I'm spending, you know, the kind of crazy hours I've been doing lately and kind of thought before I um, burn out again, you know, let me kind of pause, um, you know, reset and, and and try to manage it really. So, yeah, comb- combination of that. But the main, the main reason definitely it wasn't necessarily a bankroll, it was just about... And a quality over quantity 
Um, and again, long term, it, I just think it's for me personally, it just wouldn't have been sustainable to kind of do what I was doing without having some kind of breakdown. Um, so I think that's that's kind of the main thing. It's kind of more of a quality of life. Um, okay, good decision, man. You know. I like that. I like that. And I think one of the things that we talked about six months ago, which I think we had a really good conversation about, was how you'd stopped tracking your bets do you like during that tough period of january and february i think i mentioned six months ago that i couldn't not track my bets because if i was going through a bad couple of months i'd need to like look at where i'm going wrong because yeah i have terrible biases in my brain that tell me this is going well that's not going well and then when i look at the numbers i'm like oh fuck, it's actually the other way around so how did you get through that two months and kind of pick and choose what was doing well, what was going bad, if you hadn't tracked any of your bets? Well, yeah, no, just to clarify, so the, the thing, things are tracked, but not sort of meticulously for every single bet. So, for example, um, you know, let's say I've had 20 bets that day um, in a few bookie shops, um, I'll have the figures you know, from that day. And generally, sort of the edge is fairly similar, you know, with the things I'm putting in there. So, um, you know, I was kind of more looking at the kind of P&L, you know, based on sort of how many points, what, what I'm staking per point. So there's there's a general idea that, um, okay, you know, this is kind of how it's gone. And, you know, this was, again, the figures from week one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, so that was kind of aggregated. But in terms of, yeah, drilling into sort of specifics of each one, um, that hasn't been done. But I think now, again, with the group that I've set up, to be honest, one of the big reasons is, uh, again, just to kind of to have a motivation to track it meticulously because, yeah. again, sometimes it's just like, well, why am I doing this? You know, why am I tracking every single thing? What sort of benefit is it to the process? It's taking up so much admin time. But I think now that I've kind of reduced the volume, um, it's, it's a lot easier just to kind of track things um again you know sort of, sort of track the specifics track the closing lines or if the lines move um and do that you know again because if there's kind of potentially 50 60 100 bets in a day you know it's just um not impossible but it just takes a lot of time so yes. i think that shift away has definitely helped so you know that's something going forward i will be um you know doing more specific tracking um again going back over bets in more detail um something you, you know you can really benefit from yeah cool nice to hear mate um and myself i i will finally answer your question which you asked about 10 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i've just been you know going along six months it's been about six months since finished up with trade mate so been just living the life of a pro sports better essentially like lots trying few different things trying to um i think the last month or two just trying to hone in on the things that are going really well um or you know going well or at least what places where i can see there's an edge and trying to i think similar to what you said before allocate bigger or smaller bankrolls to certain things so if there's you know something where i'm not too sure if there is an edge there or the edge is smaller then putting less money into that less turnover and putting bigger amounts of money on the things that i know have much bigger rois so um yeah i guess just going through the journey as you met um as like yourself started up the mma tipster channel with uh with punt school about six months ago and that's been going pretty well Lots of ups and downs. I'm a subscriber. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Um, so that's been an interesting journey, very interesting journey. So, I mean, most of my weeks is just uh, – most of my week is spent uh, watching tape on the UFC fights for the weekend, uh, coming up with bets for that and for my channel. So, yeah, mate, it's been um, – always learning new stuff every week <clears throat> once you immerse yourself in embedding and it becomes your full-time job you are and you're putting money on everything uh and you're not just you know sitting back as a part-time or a hobby or whatever you, your learnings are 
<clears throat> are far more significant. So it's been a fun, well, I wouldn't say very fun six months, but it's been <laughs> if if you want to learn lots and if you want to be emotionally stressed at, at certain points, then uh, I highly recommend becoming this a professional a sportsman. <laughs> if you One enjoy stress. For more stress in their life, this is a profession for them. Yeah. Hundred percent. But like I said, mate, we'll, we're going to talk. Well, we might as well just kick things off. Um, if you are watching the video, you will have seen, and maybe you would have seen a little bit of promotion on Twitter. We're going to talk about two topics today. Mainly, one, I guess, both of us have become tipsters in the last six months, or for you, a week. Um, but you've done it in the past too. You've done it in the past throughout the Euros and stuff like that. Um, so. I think that's a good place to start. Uh, I, I There's probably people out there listening that have once thought about becoming a tipster or, you know, whatever, uh, and I think uh, I think we can provide some kind of insight into what it's like, whether it's worth it, blah, blah, blah. And then um, after that, we're going to talk about opening new bookmaker accounts, which is something that you've invested a lot of time into lately and kind of the i guess the the pros and the pros and cons of that or not the pros and cons of opening new accounts but i guess um things to look out for things to help you get more longevity out of your accounts i guess we've talked a lot about priming already but i think you know what you've been doing is kind of getting a little bit more technical you might say uh going past the you know whatever we'll get into it but uh, let's 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 start off with um, becoming a tipster. Um, why? I mean, well, but we can both share our insights on this. But why did you want to start up a channel? At the moment, it's free. Um, I don't know how, if that's your your plan long term. But why would you want to become a tipster? And what is there to gain for you? Yeah, it's 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 a strange one. Um, in the same way. <laughs> This kind, this kind of life is recommended to people who need more stress in their life. So, you know, again, sort of being tips that if you feel like you haven't got enough, you know, abuse in your life or uh, like just, just, you know, grief, then this, this could be the profession for you as well. Um, yeah, for me, um, you know, being totally transparent about it, everyone will have different reasons. And um, like, I'm sure, you know, it'll be good to hear, you know, um, you know why why you wanted to, to to launch your tips as well so for, but for me it's um i suppose it's it's again it's sharpening my edge i know that seems like a sort of strange answer or you know maybe it's a bullshit answer but genuinely um sort of putting your selections out there i see sort of gambling twitter is there are some you know really smart people there there's some excellent sort of free resources and lots of stuff like obviously the trademate podcast and all the stuff you put out there and, you know, and, and similar stuff but there's a lot of crap as well and there's a lot of bad advice and there's a lot of sort of um marketing hype around people you know i don't want to be unkind i don't want to call people out but i've seen lots of stuff where i just think you know this it's just um either misleading you know or potentially dangerous um you know to people who will get kind of sucked into this and kind of almost um preying on problem gamblers and sort of promising false riches and i think um you know i'd seen a fair bit of that and i kind of got to the point where i thought i was just a bit fed up of it um and i suppose the other thing was yeah you know maybe i should sort of put my money where my mouth is and actually let's just you know post some things up let's let's see see if there's an interest for it, see if I help some people along the way. Um, you know, as, as we'll, we'll discuss, you know, it's not, you know, being a tipster is not a kind of um, fast route to getting quick cash and easy money. But there's easier ways than uh, running a tipping group. Um, but yeah, th those were kind of the, the, the main reasons and thought, you know, who knows in the future, maybe it develops into something and if it doesn't at least i've basically got a little, like a little track record so um if if i wanted to sort of develop some content or work with you know, some clients do some more freelance work then i can say look you know i was you know tipping for a while it went well um or you know people can see the reasoning for my selections or write-ups 
and and you can kind of build connections so there's always people um you know in in, in groups like this who have an interesting um history themselves or you know they think sort of varying levels of experience and so it's another way to share connections and share contacts and yeah so someone accused me that of uh uh, this is the reason I did this was to feed my own ego. Um, and there probably is an element of truth to that, you know. You just, I suppose, in a way, yeah, you know, if you're there are better um, ways to feed your ego, I can promise you that, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, you know, but there is a there is an element of that. It's kind of, um, it, there's more to, for me, there's more to lose than there is to gain, 100%. But, but in a strange kind of way, that's the appeal of it because, um, you know, I don't want to lose anyone any money, but at the same time, I'm just doing what I'm doing, and um, you know, and I'm quite happy that long term, um, you know, most of it works. There needs to be refinements along the way. At least it works for now, um, and 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 yeah, just if there's more people who you know who benefit from it, get some help from it, um, you know, further down the line, if it's any good, if I can get a bit of pocket money from, you know, people paying a few subs um why not if it's stuff that i'm already doing um and it's not going to take me much longer to do i think that's the key part is you know how long does it take you to would it or would it take you so if you're interested in being a tipster you know does it occupy um a lot of your time um but for me i thought you know the way i'm going to do it i'm just going to kind of you know post stuff up there and just kind of see how it goes and um yeah so We'll see. It's, it's gone pretty crap the first week. We're at a loss, but you know, it's um, there's plenty of time to to turn it around. So um, yeah, it's 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 um, it's interesting. I think, but the key thing is definitely it's sharpening my um, my reasoning and sort of giving. I suppose when you're looking through selections, you do your research. You kind of have your criteria you look for, but then this kind of final piece of the um, um, the puzzle would be okay. Look. It's one thing if you're going to bet on this yourself. If you're going to send that selection to a number of people who are also going to bet on it, um, it's that kind of extra, you know, little icing on the cake where you really think, okay, have I really considered it? You know, am I really happy with it? Am I willing for lots of people to put their money on it? And I think that's that's a kind of healthy pressure, um, which I, you know, I, I think is quite good. I mean, yeah. what about, I mean, for yourself, like now you've you've been doing it a while now, so I suppose you've you've had a look through things, you've refined a couple of things along the way as well. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of why I became a tipster, I guess it was like I'm going to be spending um, 20, 30 hours a week watching fights and coming up with bets um, that in terms of like in terms of my bankroll, and how much I can bet on these fights without succumbing. You know, I'm not going to go bet 10% of my bankroll on one fight just because I have an edge there. But, you know, variance, if you've ever heard of it before, it's uh, it's an absolute bitch. So it's like I can't – I'm not going to just go all in <clears throat> on, on certain bets just because I've been researching it all week. Um, I'm still going to stick to the principles of, like, my max bet would be – absolute max bet which i barely ever do would be two percent of my bankroll so um considering i'm only able to turn over you know low four figures on on this stuff every weekend like it, it and investing 20 to 30 hours into that every week to find these bets it's not really worth my time at all so my thought was well why not supplement that you know, time you're putting into making more money from uh, sending the bets out to, to other people too. And and also, we know how, you know, volatile betting is. Why not give yourself some kind of guaranteed income that I'm going to get every single month, whatever, from, from, the, from the channel? And I think, uh, you know, when I explain it that way, it sounds like a grand idea, doesn't it? It sounds like a... <laughs> It sounds like a very smart way to go about your business. But the problem is, is, you know, I'm not exactly the most well-known person in the betting industry. And just because, you know, 
been doing a podcast for whatever two years or whatever it doesn't mean that as soon as you start that that everyone's going to flood in and start subscribing to your stuff and early on even if you are doing very well or very poorly it doesn't matter people aren't just gonna you know people aren't just gonna flood in and start paying you money for your, for your stuff you need to you really need you need to have a huge following and i mean like huge following like you know i don't think 5000 followers on twitter is going to do it like you need you need i think you need tens of thousands to make this worth to make it worth your time because at the moment it is not worth my time at all and it's never been worth my time <laughs> to be honest for this for this whole 6 months um when you factor in the admin, when you factor in, I think most of all the emotional stress yeah. uh, of 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 losing at times, and and you know, like we've said a million times, the losing far outweighs the 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 emotional toll of losing far outweighs the emotional toll of of winning. So, um, yeah, personally, was- I don't. I, if I was if I was advising myself six months ago whether to do this or not i'd probably say no but at the same time i've learned so much in the last six months that it's helped me out anyway so it's like it's pretty hard decision or at least a a hard question to pose for myself um but you know learned a lot but at the end of the day for i would say 99 percent of people this is probably this is not going to, it's not going to live up to what you hope it to be. Probably. Um, you, I think, I think the way to do it is to, you know, in an ideal circumstance is to build up some kind of following over years and years of doing content or, you know, however you want to get your name out there, however you build up a, a follow a following. Um, and then, once you see that there's like hundreds of people, thousands maybe, that are that listen to you every week, that rely on you, blah blah blah, then I think maybe that's a, a decent time to do it. But at the moment, I do not make enough money from this. Uh, I make a lot more money from betting than I do this, so it's uh, it's really not worth my time at the moment. But would you say like um does it take you like let's say the admin and everything else is it like does it take more time than you thought it would like in the beginning so like does, does it eat up more time than you thought probably um because you think you know i'll just set it set out send out send out sorry uh every bet that i place essentially but then you have to factor in you know i like i just want to do everything perfectly you know i don't want to half ass it so every time i send out a bet i want to go and look at every single bookmaker in australia we don't have any odds comparison sites if there is any you would be saving my life there probably is some but not for ufc at least um and then you know go through the odds comparison sites like odds checker best fight odds in america um it takes that that takes a lot of time just to find the odds for everything Mm -hmm. just to like i want to save everyone the time of um of going out and and looking themselves so once you factor that in um you know on 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 the day of the fights like i want to make sure i get all the closing prices for certain things so log into all the the sharp bookies and see what all the closing prices are for everything um and then yeah you you add in the the emotional toll which i think is the main but honestly the admins you know yeah it's fine It, it really is fine it doesn't it's only the looking at prices for all the different bookies that's quite frustrating at times but um yeah it's the it's the emotional toll that gets here i reckon that makes it not worth it yeah i think oh yeah so if, if there's any software engineers or developers listen to this just give alex a shout make his life easier see if you can uh, program a bot because uh, you know <laughs> That'll be like episode one four seven is like teaching you how to make a virtual machine. I think that's what we decided, <laughs> didn't we? Well, I tried getting someone from Upwork, if anyone, it's like a freelance website for people that don't know, to make me a little, uh, yeah, I guess a what do you call a scraper to, yeah. to get all the odds from from certain bookmakers, but 
he was useless. And yeah, maybe I could have found someone a bit better, but it <laughs> didn't work, work out very well. Um, but yeah, how are you? I guess how are you finding how are you finding your first week, mate, of doing it? And I mean, you're a little bit different because people aren't paying you, so maybe that takes a little bit of stress off you. And to be honest, like I charge fuck all, so it's probably not much of a difference at all. Um, but um, but yeah, how are you finding the first week, and are you are yeah. you enjoying well, it at all? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because yeah, as, yeah. And to be honest, yeah, you, you you do charge a very modest fee considering the work you put in. Considering that it is quite a niche, um, you know, there aren't many doing it, and you know, there's plenty of you know bookers you can do. And generally, also that you you know the prices tend to hold as well. So, but I think there's a mentality around tipping which kind of relates to what you said about you know pricing things and giving away for free. There's a lot of free tipsters out there um there's i would definitely say like the uk markets like it's saturated with tipsters so you know you've got to offer something different especially you know if you've got paid service it needs to be something different you need to have a good track record um or you know you need to be incredibly good at marketing because there are some cr shit groups i'm not going to say crap they're just shit but people have been kind of hoodwinked into um signing up to them um, and playing fortune. I was recommended a group that I was in last month. <laughs> I don't know if anyone from there is going to listen to this, but um, you know, way overpriced for what it is. Yeah, people in there are making money, but they're smashing through like you know, three or four some days. You know, three or four three six five accounts in a day, just arbing horses and uh, just you know, fair enough. But uh, but they you know all, all the stuff they're getting is from other websites. You know. There's no origination going on. There's no write-ups. I guess they see it as a waste of time. And that's another thing, you know. So, again, I spoke to a very well-known friend of the show um, on, on the weekend. But I, I don't want to name him just in case. If, um, but, you know, he, he pointed out some quite interesting things. And when you mentioned about followings, I think he said it was um, – you basically got like a 1% conversion rate which I would say kind of makes sense. Um, I mean, there's one free group that I'm in, you know, that sends stuff out. I think they do okay. And um, there's like 12,000 people in this channel. I mean, thank God I'm not in the, there's no group chat. I mean, that would be a nightmare. Um, but I think, you know, every time there's something posted up, there's 12,000 people on that group and they'll get like, you know, 20 or 30 likes on a post. I mean, you know, I don't even know what that is as a percentage, but it's, you know, it's minuscule. And, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of way it goes. You know, you, you, um, uh, you'll get a few people, you know, who, who want to interact and, and do that. And a lot of people kind of, kind of sit in the background. Um, you'll have something free and people, again, think there's no cost to it. They can pick and choose what they want to get on if they like it or agree with it. Once it becomes something that's paid, there is this kind of, um, well, it's natural, isn't it? If you're paying for a service, you want to be maximising it, trying to get on as many bets as possible. So um, when something's paid, you know, like if, if a price moves fast and people don't get on it, they're going to be annoyed. If, again, you're making errors and mistakes, um, you know, a few here or there are understandable, you know, if you're putting a lot of content out. I mean, that's the hope for me because occasionally I will sort of, you know, um, again, let's say, someone else will point out you know i've put something up at a price someone will find a better price somewhere else but while it's free that's great you know I can kind of encourage that the community sort of um helps each other out when it becomes a paid service and you kind of expect your members to uh, to do stuff like that um is for me i find it i don't know it's it's uh, it could be a bit cheeky i suppose some people could see it as um quite cheeky to do that so, um, yeah, I think that that's the problem again, is that there's a lot of tipsters, there's a lot of things out there, and tipsters have a bad reputation. And, um, and again, paying for this service, I think this, again, you know, the conversation, this is something in the UK, people don't like to sort of pay for betting advice as much as they do perhaps in the States. I can't, you know, verify that for sure. I don't know how it is in Australia, if they're kind of, there's a similar mentality to the UK. 
um, where again, you know, people think, okay, there's, there's plenty of free stuff. Why do I need to pay for this? What am I kind of getting out of this? Um, and and that's the thing, you know, you could be amazing. You generally will get less pets on, pats on the back um, than you will sort of abuse <laughs> long term. Generally, you might have some great winners and most people won't sort of um, necessarily congratulate you for it or not that that's what we're after but um it's again kind of part part of the course well, i guess it's it's like expected isn't it it's like you yeah know, exactly if you're paying you, for it, that's <laughs> isn't it yeah no it, it's interesting like i've actually been reasonably lucky in in terms of complaints or abuse whatever you want to call it i've i've actually like that's one of the things i thought would just you know come regularly uh and luckily i don't know maybe i've just picked a few people that have subscribed to reasonably sharp and they actually understand how this works um i've been very lucky whereas probably like the last six months probably only had two people and i would say one of them was like one a message that actually i thought was quite rude whereas the other one was like oh it's not really that bad to be honest like so yeah i think in in my in my circumstance i've probably been like 50 50 in terms of like complaints and people saying thank you or, or whatever so um i've been reasonably lucky in that area and i i, I mean maybe <clears throat> but even that even even though like not not many people have complained it's like it still does take a, a massive emotional toll on you when when things aren't going well and it doesn't take someone I don't know. It doesn't take someone to get angry at me to to not get upset at the results, yeah. if you get what I mean. Absolutely. So, yeah. How have you had any? I mean, it's only been a week, mate. But have you had any complaints or anything? Anyone ever crack at you already? <laughs> no, no abuse yet. But uh, this evening, as we're recording, um, I had a clean sweep uh, losers. So a clean sweep of I think seven pre-match bets. Um, which you know, again, were kind of prepped and, and researched, uh, but they <laughs> all lost. And, and but it's a strange one because again, you, you, I I don't want, necessarily want to sort of if, if you go around and you apologise every time you have a bad night, um, then again, that doesn't inspire confidence, and and you shouldn't because if you if you are confident in your edge. And again, you, you know that long term it works and you've done the work. It is just one of those things. But it's human nature. It's impossible, really, to, you know, unless you're kind of robotic about it. You, you do feel bad, you know, and, and you feel frustrated um, when that happens. So I think it's, you know, it's understandable. So it's, it's kind of find, it's finding a balance between, um, you know, people not thinking that you don't care if you're losing the money um, mm. and, but at the same time, you know, not being overly apologetic, not trying to, you know, I, I avoid things. I mean, there's been days where there have been some good winners and I don't comment on it. You know, I'm not really sort of like, boom, this. Oh, you fuck know, me sideways, seriously. This 1.4 shot, you know, five pointer, you know, boom. Um, it, no, because 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 that's that's not me either. So generally it is, you know, again, I, but then I am someone who generally I don't tend to watch most of it, I mean, I'm, I'm watching football just through games, just because I enjoy the games, you know, the, 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 the bets are the bets, I've done the research, I'm happy with the price, um, but I think, you know, that that's that's an element to it as well. So, yeah, I, I generally, uh, it's, yeah, you, you, again, you, you want to kind of um, do that, and it's very early days um, on this as well, so it's kind of, you know, it's a weekend, so who knows, um, you know, it could, could, it could be a, a bad downturn, it could be you know, a big upturn, it could be somewhere in between, it could just be sort of ticking along. And um, I suppose what you want to say, I mean, like, I don't think, I don't think that many people have left. Let's see tomorrow after tonight's result, um, you know, in this kind of steady stream. But again, because it's free content, generally, you know, people might stick around and see there if because if it's free, then people might not actually be betting on things. But just watching and kind of seeing how, how does it turn out. But one thing that's interesting, I wanted to ask you as well, because this was a, again, sort of um, discussion point was sort of the importance of, of sort of the write-up and the reasoning. So with my approach, because it's kind of, um, 
a sort of pick and mix, uh, you know, finding EV stuff and the props and everything else. Um, and because of time, I just, I, I don't re I don't put up that many write-ups. There's the odd one where I will, and I kind of want, you know, I want to say something about it. But if I'm putting out kind of 10 bets, I, I just won't, you know, because I know how long it will take. I'd rather get, you know, as many selections out and do the research and people trust in the actual bets themselves. Because I know that, you know, you, you spend a lot of time um, the really good quality, um, again, videos and reasoning, um, and again, kind of you know, scanning the best prices. You you do all that stuff. I, I I don't read any of it because I. But that's the thing because I trust you know what you're doing, and I and because I don't necessarily follow UFC myself, um, which is different. You know, I imagine um, again subscribers in your group who who really love UFC and you know really watch it. They're they're interested to hear your thoughts as a fan. So um, I guess that's the question for you as well. Like, you know, are the, are the write-ups worth it? Is the reasoning worth it? And then does that give you credibility? Because another thing in the conversation I had again was about, um, it's not just about ROI, it's not about chasing ROI, it's about um, gaining credibility. And then, you know, that, that will come. So the quality of the reasoning is what, you know, should shine yeah. through. Whereas my approach to it, again, I don't read... A lot of it I used to when I first started, but now I, I don't have the time to do to, to read through people's reasonings or because before it was a good learning process to actually understand like how someone might look at the data, how I can mm. look at the data myself and find my own selections. Whereas now it's just okay, you know, is there a good track record? Does this, you know, do they know what yeah. they're doing? Then I, I'll trust what they say and I'll, I'll back it. Yeah, I think, I think it depends a lot on the sport, to be honest. And and because if you know, for example, like if if you're if you're betting on the English Premier League, and you're sending me out paragraphs of of or a video of why you think Arsenal are going to beat West Ham this weekend. I seriously couldn't give a shit what you have to say. Like, I seriously couldn't give a shit. All I'm going to look at is, all right, you you tipped Arsenal at 2.1 in odds. Where did it close at? It closed at 2.2. Uh, did it close at 2.15? In those cases, I don't care what you have to say. The numbers don't lie. You were probably, you missed something. Probably you missed something. Uh, unless you know, you have some special method or something that you don't think the market's factoring in, which, yeah. you know, you can hopefully your tips is telling you kind of like what their process is, like why they think they have an edge. Um, if it's if they're saying it's data related and, and you know, they're, they're saying and they still don't beat the closing line, then I'd be very sceptical. But if they're looking at something else, whatever. I mean, you can go on this about ages, for, for ages, but... If 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 they're tipping it up at two point one and it closes one point nine five one point nine, I'm gonna be like, I couldn't give a crap what you have to say. You obviously know what you're doing, um, so you know more than happy to follow you. But I mean, a sport like the UFC, it's not exactly the most efficient market. The money lines are pretty efficient, um, but in terms of the props, uh, you know, that is not a very e efficient market at all. So. Um, I mean, you know, the, the prices that the sharp bookmakers that they close at are a very good guideline, I would say. Like most of the time, I think they've got it right. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is like I don't follow, I'm not going to follow someone uh, in in the UFC MMA space uh, because I trust I trust myself in a way. I, for sure, like I talk to, you know, people like Ryan and other people that I know that I know know the sport very well for their opinion on certain fights. You know, that's kind of like my getting reasoning from elsewhere, yeah. if you get what I mean. But Is there an advantage, though, for you, let's say, so for me sometimes, like, you know, it's a similar thing, but I like to get an idea of, like, the consensus. So, yeah. Or the what the public are thinking. So for your bets, you know, to just kind of almost anticipate someone's going to be over bet here or under bet because other people are um, you know, thinking this. You personally, you don't see that from the data that you're looking at. I mean, is there an advantage in that sense to sort of to following that? Yeah, I think being involved in a community that, that 
well, you don't even know. Like, I mean, if say you follow people on Twitter um, that are that are betters too, or say they are, but you don't know anything about these people, do you? They could yeah. just be the biggest mugs on in the world, and they could just be posting their thoughts uh, after thinking about the fight for one minute. Whereas I've spent hours, so I'm going to back myself. You know, hundred percent. You know. 100% of the time I'm going to back myself more than them that I've done the research or whatever. So um, I think it's oh, 100%. You should should immerse yourself in in the in in the community that you're betting in because a lot of it is bullshit. You just have to kind of pick and choose what you think's yeah. noise and what's not. Um, it's it's very hard to to explain, but if you've essentially what I do is I you know, spend a couple of hours on a fight, write down all of my thoughts, all of my prices. And then from there, I like to go out and listen to other people, podcasts, uh, Twitter, whatever, and see what people have to say. And if they go, oh, I reckon this guy wins because he's an incredible kickboxer or whatever, I'm like, well, I already knew that. But sometimes I'll listen to a podcast and be like, um, uh, I've seen, you know, someone might say, oh, I've seen photos of this guy cutting weight recently and he looks terrible so i'm like well i didn't factor that in at all and that's something now i have to have to think about or whatever i mean it happens pretty rarely but i think it's definitely a valuable thing to immerse yourself but don't at the same time you can't get like you see someone else tipping the other side and you go oh fuck ah i've made a mistake here it's like well no they're just seeing it in a different way or they could be complete mugs or Whatever. So I guess, yeah, summarising all the reasoning stuff, for me, I, I, if I'm following someone, it's most likely going to be because they are immersed in a sport or very good at a sport that I don't follow or, you know, don't really know that well. You know, most of the people that I've followed in the past have been soccer-related or um, I'm trying to golf, stuff like that. Like I don't never watched a game of golf in my life, don't know how to play the game. And soccer, I watch basically one game a week, and that's Arsenal. So it's like I know I'm not an expert. I understand how it works. I understand who's a good football player and who's not, but I don't know the betting space all that well. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna even bother listening to your reasoning because, you know, I can't really critique it at all. Unless they're talking about Arsenal, then I can well and truly critique it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I mean to be honest, that's that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, it's a really good point because again, if you're if you don't feel that confident in the domain, like like for me, for like courses, for example, I, I don't delve into the, the the details. You know, I've just picked up things sort of accidentally along the way. <laughs> all this knowledge, but but at the same time, um, you know, it's underlying numbers. You know, it's just kind of yeah. Racing. That's what you should be trusting more. I think. Yeah, the numbers, the closing prices, and trusting in sort of models that other people have built. But again, kind of filtering those with, um, you know, combinations. So again, when there's kind of big festivals on, it's kind of aggregating, seeing what, you know, what the kind of general consensus is, what the betting public are looking at, what the, the, the popular tipsters, I think, in a space like racing, again, you know, it, it, I mean, people make money just, just doing that, you know, just waiting for, um, you know, Hugh Taylor's tips to come out uh, on his, on the, at the races website and just backing on the exchange i mean that that's what people you know because that it has an effect on the um on the prices in the markets but say when let's say if you and ryan um dis like have you ever had um you know the fights that you've looked at where both of you've had quite different opinions on because generally most of the time i'd imagine you in consensus but then yeah I think most of the time we're in consensus, but there's definitely been times where he sent out bets where I've been like, oh, I don't, I don't see it that way. And then I think that's a, uh, I, I mean, you can bet both sides of a fight and, and, and both be correct. I mean, I, from memory, actually, there was a fight, uh, I think a month or two ago, it was, I mean, people probably don't know, it was Grundy versus Amir Khani. And I think I tipped Grundy at like 1.7 or something like that. And he went all the way into 1.4. And by the time that had happened, or like a, maybe a, a day before the fight had happened, uh, Ryan had tipped uh, Amir Khani, the other side of it, at like three point whatever it mm. was. And I was like, 
it's a good bet. I mean, it's a good price, the, yeah. the money the money had come in too much. You've got, I think I priced, yeah. I can't remember, maybe 1.5 or something for the other guy. So it's like, yeah, it pisses me off that you think the other guy is going to win. I mean, it doesn't piss me off, but like, you know, it's like, well, why don't you agree with me? But it, I mean, it's all about prices. So yeah. he's getting a good price on that side. I've got a good price on the other side. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually enjoy it when someone doesn't have the same opinion as me because I want to know why they're thinking differently yeah. to me. I, I really enjoy it. There's, there's, you know, fights that are going on this weekend where I've heard people have differing opinions to me. Um, and I, I want to, I don't want to seem like the guy that's like, why are you, why are you saying this about this guy? Like, why don't you agree with me? I'm genuinely asking these questions because I want to know what I'm missing or, um, you know, why you have a differing opinion to me. So, um, I, I actually, on that too, I think if you, if you are investing in re people who give you reasoning, um, a good thing you can do is look at their reasoning and if see if there is any point where they give you the con to their bet the 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 reasoning mm. against their bet because i think that is so key because you people can get so invested in a pick that they they maybe they don't get blinded by the other side but they ignore they come so biased that they ignore the other side to it so for people out there that follow tipsters or whatever, see if when they give their reasoning, how they, well, one, if they explain the, the cons to the bet or, you know, why it's priced this way, why, whatever, if you think someone's favourite, why you think the other side is favourite. Um, do they even explain, like, do they explain anything? Or And then secondly, do they, do they explain the, uh, it thoroughly, if you got what I mean. Do they just say the reason why this guy's favourite is because he's a good wrestler? I don't really think he is, and then move on. That's not very thorough. Like, try and give a, you know what I mean? Like, don't um, try and see what kind of reasoning they're giving for the other side, and, and why you don't think it's as big as an influence on the odds as you think it is. No, that's yeah, that's a great point as well. Yeah, because. Very often, you know, again, when you have, when you do have these write-ups, it's kind of, it presents a case. It's kind of, a, you know, like a, so presenting something to to a jury and, and yeah. just kind of sell it. But yeah, there's a reason, you know, if, you, if you're backing something that's like, you know, above evens and it's got that, you know, 50-50 chance, there's, there's, you know, that the rest of that percentage is doubt, isn't it? It's, it's, it's. There's a reason it's not priced at, you know, one point oh one, and but it's worth explaining and just sort of delving into why that's the case. And um, and yeah, I don't. I mean, it's kind of. I don't know how it works if it's an equivalent in UFC, but things like game state, you know, in, in, in football, like the props tonight, you know, that every every game, you know, kind of you anticipate or at least, you know, my process, you anticipate what might happen in a game. But then if, if, if it goes against you, you know, then that's kind of potential disaster for that. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of, again, factored in. That's something I definitely need to do more of. I've done yeah, the occasional one where I've, you know, expressed, okay, this is what potentially is a risk or this, but it's worth it at the price. I suppose it's kind of assumed that you're kind of only going to list the, the positives and the reasons for taking it but definitely i think it's important to have that that balance for you yeah uh, i was also going to mention i've i've recently started reading a book called the art and science of prediction and it, it kind of that's why i said what i what i said just before was it was really it was basically a guy who and i'm not i'm only like a third of the way through the book but basically a guy who conducted a study over I think it was like 15 years where he got all these guys to do predictions on world events um, and essentially tried to figure out why certain people were good at predicting future happenings mm. or who came closest to predicting um, more right than more wrong. And he said the common, what, what I've read so far is the common trait between the most successful people was that they when they wrote their reasoning for their prediction they wrote both sides of the argument uh whereas the people that were that yeah. failed more yeah. or were not as successful 
only talked about why they were right or why their prediction was mm. right or would be right. So, um, yeah, it, that's, uh, I mean, if you're a handicapper or, you know, you do your own prizes for stuff, I'd highly recommend reading that book because it's been a very uh, interesting learning curve for me so far to to see, you know, the art of prediction and, and who's, what kinds of people's analysis has been successful and what's not so. The thing is, mate, there's some good talkers out there. There's some very good yeah. – you go and listen Absolutely. to some football podcasts, whatever whatever podcast or shows you watch, there's some bloody good talkers out there and, and they'll convince you of uh, things that are either irrelevant, factored into the odds already, uh, all these sorts of things. So, um, Yeah, and it's actually it's a good exercise to do like next time you do listen to or read something from coming from a tip store or, or a pundit on TV, you know, again, you know, just are they doing that? Because I, I suppose in a way, um, like, so, you know, a good example comes to mind of Mark O'Hare. When I listen to him, you know, he, he does give quite a thorough reasoning and, you know, presents both sides, um, you know, to, to, what, to what he's saying as well. So, so it's, um, it's a good habit to get into because I can imagine it's, you're basically, you're, you're creating, you know, a kind of more complex mental model in your head if you're kind of not, talking about the you know the other potential factors you know maybe your pricing isn't as efficient you know because let's say if you were to compute all of these thoughts into some kind of model um you know the best model would have you know would would take factor in some of that um and yeah it makes makes total sense to me it's a yeah really interesting point yeah um Mate, what do you think? Do you think we should go through this uh, opening new accounts stuff or do you reckon we've done enough for today? I feel like yeah, yeah. we I could mean, potentially uh, save it for another podcast and we've, we've yeah, been going for maybe, 50 yeah, minutes sorry, now. Sorry, folks, if you're, yeah, if you're after <laughs> opening new bookmaker accounts, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll leave you in suspense for that one. Um, but, you know, for the meantime, you can have a look at sort of priming and stuff. I'll, 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 maybe I'll talk about maybe briefly and I think what we could do maybe, Alex, next time is going to detail or we were planning to do a kind of instructional video. So maybe we could kind of put that out there um, and it could be a little freebie to so something from the course we're working on. But um, yeah, basically, yeah, with, with, with the um, opening of, of new accounts, obviously, a lot of you who listen to this, I'm sure you've been restricted. I'm sure you've probably asked, you know, friends and family um you know if you're like me and you're not the most sociable you can run out of friends to ask anymore um but let's say you know you've got to that stage and you've got a few people left but the, the um i think what i'm really trying to focus on as well as priming accounts is how to set them up properly so again i've spoken to a few people who are kind of quite smart at doing this and quite tech savvy and you know they it's not a case of you know going around with like five or six different phones um you know you can do that but it's quite kind of cumbersome and um again it just takes up time sort of doing all of that so so there's ways ways to do that so something i've looked into is something called virtual machines so if um if that's something you know you're interested in there's lots of kind of tutorials online about how to set up virtual machines you can do it for free there is you know there is um, software out there that you can download where you can create this um well basically the bookies are getting smarter they're um you know more and more technology on their side trying to track what you're doing um how you're betting um you know the kind of patterns in your bets um every and and again snooping on your social media um you know there's a few websites when you click on them it sends requests to all this kind of social media platforms out there so these are kind of things to be aware of but i think something i've i've really learned is you need to find ways of hiding in plain sight so rather than you know in the past and i'm sure maybe people listening to this have done things like um using a private browser on your computer and changing your ip address you know using a phone and using your data don't connect to your wi-fi these are kind of basic things when you're opening a new account or 
you're using a friend's account, you know, you, you don't want to be using any of your details. So something like a virtual machine is, is, a, is a great way to do this, where it's basically like a computer within your computer. And again, there's ways, you know, of sourcing other IP addresses, or you can connect a virtual machine to your phone connection. And I know this is like some people are probably going to be like, just, just drifting off now. <laughs> this, this I think this is a nice little taster, mate, for, for the next podcast. I think people oh, okay, will be fine. flooding yeah, back. Yeah. So, so, yeah, virtual machines. So, so the next the next podcast, maybe <laughs> I think what we could do, this is the challenge. This, this is the challenge for me, um, you know, just teacher dealing with unru unruly teenagers, you know, a three-year-old toddler. Okay, yeah, that's tough. Um, you know, life as a professional better, that's tricky. But, you know, the, the challenge of my life is I'm going to go through this with the world's biggest technophobe, Alex Vela. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach him how to create a virtual machine. If I can teach him, then I can teach anyone. All of you can do it. If he can do it, there's hope for all of us. <laughs> I don't even know what a virtual machine is, mate. So this by is by the uh, end of the session, you will, you will, you'll be a master. You'll be an expert at uh, virtual machines. All right, I love <laughs> it, mate. No, I think I think, um, and on the on the topic of just yeah, opening up new accounts, virtual machines, as you call them, um, I think there's you know a lot of tips that we can give out to on the next podcast about you know priming accounts, which you've gone through a lot already. Um, but kind of other experiences we've had with, I mean, the most important bookmaker out there, I guess for most people is probably Bet365. I've uh, experienced some things with them lately, which is um, really interesting in terms of what creates or what gets you limited and, and what doesn't. So I think <clears throat> let's, uh, yeah, let's save that for another day. I think we can give out some really useful information there, especially surrounding Bet365 because they are, I mean, I'm, I, I assume you think the same. They are the best bookmaker to have out there because they've got the most markets there. Um, they probably have the highest limits, I would say, to, they, from my experience. I mean, other than obviously sharp bookmakers, but out of all the soft bookmakers. Yeah, I was they, kind of, as an all-round package, yeah, it's kind of um, it's hard to just, you know, from ease of use as well. Just, I mean, I think, to be honest, even before I was, when I was a mug better, I just like three six. It's just you could just find your bets quickly, but they, yeah, you know, the whole the whole product generally, you know, um, it, yeah, it's it's kind of definitely, yeah. and I'm sure everyone out here, it's global, so exactly most people listen to this. Yeah, I think so. That would definitely be yeah. We could more than happy to focus on on them, and um, you know, my life would just be so much so much better if all bookmakers allowed the same limits as bet365 i know that they're soft and they do limit you been limited by them many times but like their limits are far better at least in, from what i've experienced far far better than every other soft bookmaker like it's it's not even close for me it's like probably triple the amount especially when you open a new account it's yeah. probably triple the probably more than that <laughs> So yeah, let's um, as I said, let's let's talk about that next time. We'll get you on, mate. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, the as I as I probably as I mentioned on Twitter, I'm going to try and do as you know get this podcast back up and running again, do as many episodes as possible. Try and do you know ideally one a week or maybe one a fortnight would be terrific. Got some guests lined up uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, who will come on and obviously we'll get Neil on as much as possible. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's 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 good to be back. I feel like six months did me well at least, mate. I, I feel like I'm refreshed. I'm motivated at least. I'm excited to do to do some podcasts again. So um, Definitely. Yeah, I think, I, the, the, yeah the, um, the audience, they, we've, been, we've been missing them, definitely. It's, it's nice yeah. to be back. And and as I've mentioned before, the my least favorite part of doing this podcast is finding new guests, finding good new guests. So please, uh, if you have any recommendations, please DM me or anyone that you really want to hear from. Uh, you're making my life a lot easier, and you'll get more episodes out of it too. You'll make me happier, and you know it, it's just a win-win for everyone. 
But, um, mate, thanks for coming back on and thanks to everyone for listening. If this is your first time or second time, 20th time on the podcast and you haven't done a rate and review, please, please do that. It'd be great to get this out to as many people as possible um, and make sure you subscribe. Neil, mate, it's been a pleasure once again and I'll see you back very soon. See you very soon, Alex. Yeah, it's been a great pleasure.